You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Preseason game one is in the books. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Niners 19-16. Fourth quarter comeback, Croc. Sound familiar? Not yeah, as- <laughs> 49ers had the lead. Couldn't seal the deal. Dude, could not seal it. Not as much on the line in this one, obviously. Uh, Josh Rosen with the chance to try to come back and win it at the end, and that fell short just now before we hit record here. A lot to get into with the quarterbacks. Trey Lance, his debut. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, the starters, the backups. We're going to give out some game balls in this game. We'll try to hit both sides of the ball. We'll go into more detail, watch the game back. And I know Croc is itching, I'm sure, to look at those DBs, especially those rookies and some wide receivers. So we'll get deeper into those position groups for sure later on in the week. We've got another Winky Wednesday. There's group practices with the Chargers coming up this week. Then we'll preview that Chargers game. So we're off and running here with football happening uh, just about every single week from now until hopefully for the 49ers until February. At BD Peacock on Twitter, at Eric underscore Crocker. If you got questions, you you think maybe we missed something when we're breaking down the game, you don't agree? I like that. It's always good when you disagree. That's totally fine. Hit us up at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. We got to start with the quarterbacks, though, Croc. Uh, that is what this preseason is all about, developing the young quarterback. When will young Trey Lance be ready to take over as QB1 for Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo was QB1 in this game. He completed three of his three attempts, 100% passer for 26 yards, mostly short stuff, just a real quick series. Any big takeaways from what we saw from Jimmy G out there for uh, for that one series? 26 yards passing, three of three. Average depth of target, 1.3 yards. I think that's been... Kind of what to expect from Jimmy Garoppolo and what he does offensively. I think I saw something that said four air yards in those three completions slash attempts. So that's kind of been what he is. And and it looked good. That was one thing I took away from it. I mean, aside from the Ross Dwelly offensive pass interference that they called for setting a a, a, a block on uh, – was it, was it Dwelly that they called it or Warner? I don't think Dwelly played, did he? Okay, so then it was Warner. Yeah. Then, excuse me, my bad, Dwelly. Uh, but set the he set the basically a pick on the mesh concept, and then freed up Ayuk, and they end up you know he caught it, they caught it back. But as far as Jimmy Garoppolo, it was just good to see him. It looked like he was in his element. He looked comfortable. Uh, you know, obviously only three passes, but in his limited time there, it looked good. You know what? I take that back. It might have been Dwelly on that first drive. I saw so much of Warner. I just thought. Dwelly didn't play because Kittle didn't play. Pruitt was out, but Dwelly was not listed in the inactive. So you're right. It might have been Dwelly. But either way, right, yeah. Um, ball. It's tough because the ball comes out quick. The ball comes out on time. That, that's what Kyle Shanahan wants from his quarterback too, right? So um, you right. Know, checking a couple throws down. He had the throw to Debo. Debo, by the way, looking fast. I like seeing that. Um, but yeah, Jimmy G was, was Jimmy G. So I don't think we need to talk too much about what he looked like, but let's talk about Trey Lance. Is Trey Lance ready? Is he the guy, uh, came out with that big throw, the 80 yard touchdown pass. He entered, entered the game on the second series with the starters. So they did leave the starters in for Trey Lance. 
Kyle Shanahan said the starters were coming out with Jimmy G. I think he realized, you know what? Let's protect Trey Lance at first when he comes into the game, especially if those uh, starters on the defensive side of the ball are going to be in there for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think he might have rethought that one once he learned about what the plans were from Andy Reid about the the Chiefs' defensive starters. But Trey Lance entered on the second series of the game. A lot of play action out of the gate, right? Didn't, I was... I was it was it was interesting to see how much he was under center. I thought they would be a little bit more shotgun, a little bit more pistol, so they can do more read option stuff. And they did not show none the running ability at all. And Trey Lance didn't show it either. I mean, he was, I guess, reluctant to really run the ball and he wanted to stand in there and make throws. And I thought for the most part, he was very quick and decisive with what it was that he wanted to do. He was hanging in there, he was throwing passes. Unfortunately, and we'll get into this, three of them were dropped. And the the other times, I mean, Travis Benjamin, I even tweeted, like, he's getting strapped. Like, he's getting locked up. <laughs> there, there, A lot of times the guys just weren't open. So, and we'll talk about the offensive line. I alluded to what, what happened and what I was scared of when he playing behind that second team offensive line. But mm-hmm. uh, early on, I, I thought he looked good. He looked sharp and he was decisive with what he wanted to do. Yeah, it was that, that first pass attempt he he kind of got out of the pocket and ran a little bit and threw the incomplete pass to Ayuk that was a that was a drop by Ayuk then got sacked on third down and that was the end of his first series but then boom came out with the play action again on the first attempt of his second series that was the 80 yard touchdown boot action to Trent Sherfield this is an interesting one because obviously 40 49ers fans are very excited about Trey Lance and they should be there's a lot to break down with this one play and I'm always the guy that plays it down the middle. I would caution fans to get too crazy excited about that one throw because there's a lot of things going on that contributed to that big 80-yard touchdown pass. Some of it was Trey Lance. Some of it was Trent Sherfield. A lot of it was Kyle Shanahan, and a lot of it was uh, that safety, number 24. I don't know what he was doing. So there there was multiple. It wasn't just, hey, look, Trey Lance is awesome. He's going to throw 80-yard touchdown bombs all the time. There was a lot going on in this play. Boot action. He rolls left, uh, throws it to Sherfield, who sort of sold the, the corner, then broke it back to the post. And the throw. so when it happened, my first thoughts, the ball's in the air. A little wobbly. Just like, remember when I talked about the slow-mo from training camp that was another bomb to Trent Sherfield? Wobbly pass limo. Trey Lance throws some wobblers. The ball's wobbly in the air. I thought, oh no, this is going to be a bad thing. But the ball kept going. And I think that's a good thing and a bad thing. You know, it was a wobbly pass, whatever, that happens. But it's a good thing because he's got enough arm strength. He's got enough power arm that he can throw a wobbler, still get it to where he wants to go. Right. So that's a great sign. I'm used to see you know, if Jimmy G throws a wobbler like that on a deep ball, you're like, oh, crap. What's you know, <laughs> how's this going to end? Not good. You're ready to see the safety jump up and catch the ball in front of the receiver. That's kind of what I expected to see in my mind. But the ball floated over the safety right into the hands of Trent Sherfield. And uh, he took it 80 yards to the house. So a lot of good on that play. But I think, you know, you've got to credit Kyle Shanahan with the play design and you got to credit Sherfield. Nice route. Good throw by Trey Lance, and 24 is not going to have, uh, I don't know, I'm blanking on his name right now, 24, the safety for the Kansas City Chiefs. Might have a rough time when they review the film there in the DB room for the Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow. I think the interesting thing was them dialing up that shot, but that wasn't the first shot. That that drop by Ayuk, they dialed up a shot there. It just, the play broke down, and he had to get out of the pocket, then he 
threw the pass to IU. Obviously, he dropped it, but they dialed up a shot there as well. Was that so? Was, why is so on that play? Ayuk was running sort of like a really deep hook, like a really deep, like he hooked it up, and then he he rolled over. He rolled with Lance, but I couldn't. It was hard on, on the replay to see what exactly was going on. Was there a shot somewhere else, or were they going for the yeah. deep? that deep uh, intermediate throw to Ayuk originally. Yeah, no, they, they were going to take a shot and then flush him out of the pocket, though, so he couldn't do it. Now, my question would be, why are they so eager to take shots with Trey Lance? You know, a guy who is not supposed to be competing for a job, it's not supposed to be a competition, but you are doing things to put his, you know, what he can do on display. You know, and everybody's going to see this. The fans are going to see this. The fans are going to excite, be excited. Kyle Shanahan knows that the fans will see it and be excited. The players will all see this, and, and they like what they see. So what's the eagerness? And that's like, what I want to know. First down, too. First down, the defense should be expecting rookie quarterbacks going to hand the ball off, right? You go play action, shot play. You're trying to build some confidence, maybe. Maybe, maybe make them look good a little bit. You know, show them off a little bit, maybe. I, I feel like there's something to that a lot of play action for Trey Lance in this game, especially on, on first down plays. I, I thought it was very interesting to see how much he was under center, uh, just not utilizing him in shotgun or the threat of a read option or a zone read or anything like that, or have him in shotgun, but he's going to hand it off regardless, but still, you know, have that threat of him pulling Kyle Shanahan decided not to show any of that and really use him in a way that he would use Jimmy Garoppolo essentially. A lot of good from Trey Lance. We're going to give out some game balls in this game. I wonder if he might give one. I'm going to give you the first chance to give out a game ball here as the new co-host. This is the first time we've done a post-game show together, Croc. So we'll do that later on. We've got to get to the defensive ball, some the defensive side of the ball, some more offense, but still some more notes on Trey Lance and 49ers quarterbacks next. I'd like to take a moment here to tell you about Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And then when I say all your sports, everything Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, playoffs, super fun, even more fun when you've got a little bit of extra action on those games UFC, MMA, celebrity boxing, golf, everything you could imagine betting on, they've got available, they've got lines on it. At Bet Online, you've got some futures bets when it comes to NFL teams. Over under win totals on your favorite team, rookie of the year, MVP, and Super Bowl champion. So, uh, before you do anything else, head over to Bet Online, your laptop, mobile device, your desktop computer. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Get your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit using promo code LOCKED ON. That's promo code locked on at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So the final line for Trey Lance was five of fourteen passing. So I mean that that's not a great percentage. 128 yards, the touchdown, uh, three or so drops, two near interceptions, sacked four times. So I think Trey Lance's line could have looked even better. I think overall we're excited about it. Thought he played well. I thought it was, uh, you know, his line doesn't even tell the whole story about how good it could have been because you take that 80-yard pass out of there and it almost looks like a really bad night, but I don't think that's the way it necessarily went because of the drops, because uh, he was sacked so many times. But there was a couple throws where you see him, it's like, that's a rookie throw. What, what, are you, what are you trying to do there on those two near interceptions, making a really high, 
just really high degree of difficulty throws across the field when they're unnecessary. And I think those are just something that a rookie's going to do. They're going to look at the tape on that and be like, yeah, hey, you know what, Trey, let's, let's not do that one. I think even more so than, than them being, you know, rookie mistakes. My biggest issue, the last conversation we had on Locked On 49ers last week was I don't want him playing behind the offensive line because of what it could do yeah. to his mentality, speeding up his time clock, starting to make him do some uncharacteristic throws. Mm-hmm. And that was a big issue that I had with him having to play behind that line. And sure enough, after he's been hit and sacked multiple times, what he start doing? Letting balls go before he probably wanted to. And that's what happens when you start to take those hits and now everything in your head starts to be a little sped up. So he threw that one ball over the middle that could have been intercepted. You know, but if he had been a little bit more comfortable in the pocket in the sense of like uh, being confident in his protection, maybe he holds off a tick and doesn't throw it. You know, now that also was one where he maybe threw it a tick late and should have thrown it a little bit sooner and then when it had been contested. And but those are things that you want your court, your young quarterback to go through because we know we know the talent, we know the ability, and we know that yeah. there's a big element of this game that they did not even use. So let's look at some areas where he can improve on, right? And it's like, hey, just maybe the timing, seeing things quicker, you know, where your eyes should be. And the big thing I want to see is how does he improve on those things from week to week? And that now the offensive line with that second group is going to be what it is, right? Like it, it's just not great. So can you can you mentally still slow down with your mechanics and everything to convert on some of those passes he missed a tight end over the middle, a couple of throws in a row. Those are rushed mechanics. Now, maybe he knows what it feels like with the pass rush being there playing with that second unit. Can it start to slow down? And now you don't you don't miss on those things. You don't rush your mechanics. And we see a little bit more efficiency from him because I think that was the only thing that I saw where I was just like, I would like to see better. But then also I called it on Friday. So I understand it. Yep. Yeah, and you don't want him learning bad habits, but he also has to go through that and being under pressure. So it's all a learning experience. So overall with Trey Lance, how do you think he did? Do you Did you see a player that you're like, yeah, clearly he needs to be the starter. He needs to start over Jimmy Garoppolo. Or do you think it's like, okay, well, good first step. That's game number one. Let's see you build on that. Play better next week. Play even better the next week. Then we can talk about it. Because right now I'm not ready to say, look, Trey Lance gives the 49ers a better chance to win than Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not ready necessarily to say that, but I like what I saw from Trey Lance. But Jimmy Garoppolo is fine, too, and we know exactly what he is, right? So I I, I just don't think that, and a lot of fans want the, the immediate gratifi- gratification. They want it to happen now. Trey Lance is the starter. Just being bigger, taller, faster, bigger arm is not enough yet. But that doesn't mean he can't be ready before week one to be the starter. But I'm not in the camp of Trey Lance has to start today. Right. And I think that's the way that even Kyle Shanahan will look at it, right? When you look at, and we got to see all the rookie quarterbacks play today or this weekend, and you look at what they were, and I thought every single one of them was exactly what I thought they were from their analysis. Yeah. Right. So just looking at what their analysis were from Mac Jones, and it's like, well, he throws a good deep ball. He's efficient to get the ball out of his hands, but he will check it down. And his arm strength, you know, isn't great. I saw some passes die on him. Like, those were things where it's like, you know, efficient, you know, try one shot, got the ball out of his hands. Okay, whatever. Uh, same thing with Fields. Saw a lot of what Fields was. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. And even with Trey Lance, saw a lot of what 
I expect it from him. So I'm, I, I am encouraged by him being what I thought he, he was. Mm-hmm. Now it's just, what's the next step? And what's the next step to making this a legit competition? And those are the things that, I mean, you know, the coaching staff is going to know, but a couple of things he has to clean up. I do think he's close because, I, and I do think right now he has a skill set that you can even game plan around. And again, I keep going back to it. There's an element to his game that makes him extremely dangerous and opens up things for the run game that they did not d- d- put on display at all. So, you know, and even with him being able to use his legs and run to make plays, like we didn't see that at all. There was no rushing attempts from Trey Lance. So there there are things where I'm like, okay, as a pure passer and uh, with the efficiency that Kyle Shanahan wants in this offense, I think there can be some improvement there. But then it's tough too because how much of it is on the offensive line and him getting sped up as opposed to him because he came out looking sharp. He was, you know, every pass, I think it was like his first six attempts were either a completion or a drop ball. And then it kind of started going downhill from there after he continued to start rushing. We've got to talk about that offensive line. There's one more quarterback to talk about before we get to Josh Rosen um, mentioned the depth of target. So Trey Lance's average depth of target tonight was 11.4 yards. Jimmy Garoppolo's average depth of target, you mentioned there was four air yards. That checks out. He, he attempted three passes. His average depth of target on those three passes was 1.3 yards. Here's a good nugget, too, that I believe was from CBS Sports. The longest pass Jimmy Garoppolo has ever completed in his career, 76 yards. Trey Lance threw an 80-yard touchdown pass on his second NFL preseason pass. So I thought that was pretty amazing. And it just it just goes to show you how different the offense could be if Lance is playing efficiently and then has the extra level of what he can do with his arm, pushing the ball down the field, plus the legs, which we still haven't seen yet. And that's the, that becomes the question, actually, when it comes to Trey Lance. Is he ready to start? Does he give the 49ers a better chance to win when you factor in his legs? Would that make up for any rookie mistakes to where, you know what, uh, even still, he's probably going to give us a better chance to win? Uh, th- that's a good question because I wouldn't fight you if you said that that was the case, but I'm not ready to, you know, there, there's just no urgency to make that change yet. Right, and I think that's the key word right there. There's no urgency to do it. You know, but I still look at what's the trade-off, right? Even with what Jimmy Garoppolo did, three for three with four air yards. <laughs> you know, right. it's like, and, and then even when Jimmy Garoppolo plays, his uh, proneness to throw interceptions or bad passes as well, somebody that's been in the league for eight years. So, you know, there's that element of it too, where we talk about rookie mistakes from a rookie. Well, Garoppolo makes a lot of those same mistakes. The bigger difference, the biggest difference is, at, at least we know that even when Garoppolo makes those type of mistakes, he has the ability to come right back and overcome them with a key drive that leads to points. So Jimmy G, 3 of 3, Trey Lance, 5 of 14. The big touchdown pass, some ups, some downs. Then Josh Rosen came in. No Nate Sudfeld. It was Josh Rosen that got the chance to run with threes in the third quarter. Uh, He was 10 of 15 passing for uh, 93 yards, the interception. And I think he looked worse than what his line. I think Lance looked better than what his line looks like it was. Rosen looked worse than what his line is at 10 of 15 passing. Like it's, it's to the point. I think if we were to start and we give out game balls in this show, we try to keep it positive at the end, but if we were kicking people off the Island instead, I'd start looking at Josh Rosen and say, yeah, you know, I think I'm ready to kick this dude off the Island. Like if Jimmy's going to stick around, let's keep two quarterbacks, you know, and not three. If Rosen was the only other option, we'll see what foot Sudfeld I'm sure looks like 
next week. But did you have any takeaways from Josh Rosen's performance? You know, again, if I'm going to give Trey Lance some passes with the offensive line, I think I have to give Josh Rosen mm-hmm. that same kind of pass, just knowing that a lot of these issues are you being rushed. And, you know, he was sacked. And she, I mean, he was sacked at the end to end the game, right? But, you know, air mailing the ball over the middle to Travis Benjamin, that was a that was an ugly interception. Now, the other, the other thing is, I thought every pass that was intended for Benjamin just did not go how the 49ers would like it to go, whether it's Trey Lance throwing multiple passes towards him and there was just zero separation. I saw him throw one outside where he threw it outside more towards the sideline away from the defensive back. Benjamin actually curled it up and sat there, so it looked like there was a little bit of a miscommunication there. Uh, But it's just all night it seemed like quarterbacks weren't on the same page with Travis Benjamin. He has to get voted off the island. Yeah, you're kicking B- Travis Benjamin off the island. I had a feeling, and and I would probably vote that that same way. And the thing about Benjamin is, like, when he was in his 20s and was a 4-3 guy and, and returning and all of those things and dynamic, okay, that's how you make the roster. He's not that anymore. Um, you know, he wasn't you – know, I think uh, it was hard to tell with one pass from Trey Lance if the ball, like, went through Benjamin's hands or if the DB just had him locked up and, and got his hand in there. it was good defense. But either way – yeah, but either way – yeah. You're not beating your your man, so um, either you drop the contested catch or you're not beating your man. And you're not getting open. So yeah, I didn't see anything from. Travis. He was targeted a lot. Yeah, I, he I was. would say he had I plenty mean, of off the top of my head. He I'd say nothing. at least six passes. And I and did he have a catch? Four targets, zero catches. I feel like he had more than four targets. I feel it felt like more as well. He had a couple returns, maybe is what you're thinking. Hmm. I don't remember him doing much with those either. So, uh, one he had one return, one punt return for six yards. But um, yeah, so I think he's off the island. Offensive line, we've got to talk about that for one moment here, really quick, and then we'll talk a little bit more about some receivers and some defensive players. Um, I, I was blown away. The starter, fifth rounder, Jalen Moore, getting the start at left tackle. He did get beaten a time or two. He got beaten for a sack around the edge in the second quarter, uh, one of those four sacks of Trey Lance. But overall, for a fifth-round rookie, he wasn't awful. Uh, Trent Williams was among the the many people who did not play in this game. Daniel Brunskill beaten badly in the first quarter, uh, that third-down sack on the second series, the first series for Trey Lance by Chris Jones. There was uh, Omari Cobb, number 48 for... The Chiefs had a sack, and I did not see that play and, and who beat him. I don't know if you saw that one. Uh, then the fourth sack on Trey Lance was Aaron Banks got beaten by quickness for a sack. I think it was uh, Tershawn uh, Wharton who beat him, and then Banks exited the game in the second half with a shoulder injury. So, uh, yeah, that, that second unit and Aaron Banks, uh, it's tough because you don't notice the offensive line, especially when you're not looking for it, and I wasn't really looking for it until they do something bad. But Aaron Banks so far... Not impressing, right? Yeah, not not impressive. And reports aren't and then, great out of you know, camp either. Yeah, thrown on the ground. And yeah, I mean, everything so far has been coming out that he was struggling. And I thought this game was very indicative of that. Like, just not of someone that, 
look to be, you know, dominant. And that's what the 49ers were bringing him to be. But you and I, I mean, we had our questions about him and what it looked like and, you know, what they were saying about him, but then what we were seeing on film and what a lot of people were saying on social media, like these things weren't really lining up with what yeah. I saw and what you saw. It's funny. Uh, with Banks, with the, the five first-round rookie quarterbacks, they've kind of not been surprising yet. They've played to what we thought they were when we talked about their scouting reports and, and, and what they look like. So very interesting so far. We'll see if that continues with all of those players, including Trey Lance. Good start, though, for Trey Lance in this one. Let's talk running backs. Let's talk defense. A little some wide receivers maybe, too. Next. There is something for everyone at Built.com. Guilt-free snack. It tastes delicious. You don't feel like you're missing out on anything, yet you're getting all this protein and high fiber in a low-sugar, low-calorie snack. Are you hungry? Do you need a snack? Do you want something that tastes good but won't ruin your diet? It's easy. Built Bar. Power your workout. You need something to get you between meals. You're on a long drive. Pull out a Built Bar. You're good to go on your commute. Uh, you forgot breakfast. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Built.com. Buy yourself a box. Mix your own box of Built Bars. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 or 5 grams of sugar and only 4 or 5 grams of net carbs in every bar, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy, and Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% at Built.com. You can save not only money, but you can save time when using Rock Auto. Dot com. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. It's only $216, the very same exact part from rockauto.com. Family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and rockauto.com prices are reliably low for every customer, no matter if you are a professional or an at-home do-it-yourselfer. They are stocked with everything you need, an unbelievable selection at rockauto.com, everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet for the inside of your vehicle. Oh, and the all-important wiper blades, which was my first purchase from rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. There's so much to talk about in these post games. It's going to be hard to keep these in 30 minutes, Croc. Uh, real quick with wide receivers, anything jump out to you? I think the starters, you know, Ayuk and Debo, they weren't in there for very long. But Debo looking lean, even though he's only he's still 220 pounds, somehow looks like uh, that's slim for him. But he looks a little faster. Just that one catch and run is like, yeah, I like the juice he was coming with. Ayuk uh, had the drop. He also had the jet sweep, and you know he looks dynamic and looks maybe even a little uh, stronger than he did last year. So you know I think all is all is well with those two guys. Yep, it was good seeing Debo get the ball right away. First play of the game, getting the ball in space. Let him use his run after catch. So that that was exciting to see. And, you know Ayuk uncharacteristic drop, but not something I'm worried about. Just hey man, catch the damn ball. Yeah, catch the ball. Preseason. That's what's for. Get those out now. Shurfield's fast, man. The the 49ers needed this type of player. And I love that Shurfield's emerging. For some reason, Shanahan does not want a fast outside receiver. Like 
a downfield guy. He doesn't want it. Uh, but with Trey Lance, that's a skill you're going to want to have on your team. And I think Sherfield is going to reap the benefits of that this year. And he certainly did in this preseason game with the 80-yard touchdown. It was a great route by him, a great catch. He's got speed. I love seeing that. I think he's just a stone-cold lock to make this roster the 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 lock the most locky player on this team at wide receiver after Debo and Ayuk even more so than Sanu although I think Sanu is a lock what about Jawan Jennings though is he locking himself up a spot like Jawan Jennings I mean they got him the ball he's another guy's like hey let's just give him the ball in space see what he does so two screens which maybe went for actual run plays and those were a couple of plays yep. that didn't go on uh, uh, Trey Lance's stat sheet but there were two throws that I think were a little bit backwards maybe resulting in runs for him but then he also had the catch over the middle where I thought it was a really good job of, you know, getting, you know, putting his foot in the ground, crossing face, plucking the ball out the air, then alligator arming or anything like that. Uh, and got a little bit of yards after catch. So he just looked like he belonged. And I thought, and I definitely noted that that was a guy who I was, I was impressed with, with what it looked like in his first action with the 49ers. I think he's definitely in better shape than he was at Tennessee. Or I don't know, better shape. He's 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 slimmer, and he seems like he's moving quicker than what I remembered looking at him at his college tape. When we didn't see him for a whole year, we didn't see him play at all last year. There was no preseason games. He's such a unique player at that big slot size, who's good after the catch because he's loose in a short area and he's tough and he'll break tackles and he just gets downhill and he can make you miss a, enough in a short area. He's got like that. Um, you know, that basketball power forward game, right? And, you know, he would be a stud tight end if he was 20 pounds heavier than than what he is. So uh, I really liked what I saw from Jawan Jennings there. And you're right, two rushes for 23 yards on those two screen passes. By the way, the screen pass to the right where Trey Lance opens up this way, he had a little sidearm sling on that throw. I liked that throw. Yeah. He got it out there quick to, uh, to his wide receiver and let him make a little run after the catch. So maybe Kyle Shanahan actually has finally found his big slot since... I don't know if Jalen Hurd's ever going to actually play for this team. <laughs> and um, and then he had, where's his, so he only had one catch. That was the the 26-yarder over the middle of the field for Juwan yeah. Jennings. So, uh, the good, but but yeah, I liked a lot of what I saw from him. Any other wide receivers stand out to you before we look at the defensive side of the ball? Oh, we got to talk running backs too. No, um, no, but real quick, I want to know, Trent Sherfield, I mean, not Trent Sherfield, excuse me. With, well, with Trent Sherfield playing well, right, continuing to do the things that we've been hearing about him doing in camp. And then you look at Jawan Jennings, and he definitely look, looks like he belongs out there. Do you think that means anything for Mohamed Sanu, or do you think he's just automatically going to make it? I think I think Sanu's probably going to make it, especially with what we're hearing from everybody about how good he looks compared to what he looked like when he was in camp before with the 49ers. Um, but... I don't think you could count out the the idea, and it's similar probably with Jordan Matthews, just if the 49ers bookkeeping-wise say, you know what, we don't want to guarantee your veteran salary, and we're cool with Jennings if Sanu goes somewhere else. But, you know, the player and the agents probably all know the scores. Like, look, we're going to cut you, but we're going to sign you again after the first week. Right. So we don't have to guarantee your salary, but you're going to be on this roster. And I could see that happening with either... Jordan Matthews or Sanu, probably more likely for that to happen with Matthews than Sanu. I think I think at this point you kind of got to bring on Sanu with what's going behind those top four guys because I don't know if there's anybody I'm excited to bring aside from those guys, right? Well, you talked about Matthews, man, and, you know, real quick before we jump into the running backs, but had a nice catch on the sideline, broke a tackle, nice yards after catch, 
did a decent job blocking. He that was, was mixing it up with defensive ends on the hasty touchdown at the end of the game. He cut down a defensive end. Uh, he made another nice block. I think it was on a hasty run in the fourth quarter. Straight up, wide tight end with a with. And this is a third string defensive end, but still. I was impressed with that aspect of it when I started yeah. paying attention to Jordan Matthews in this game. And he didn't look much slower at his new weight on that catch on the right sideline either. So stock up for Jordan Matthews for sure. Definitely. And we talked about him a little bit with Matt Barrows. And, and uh, yeah, no, I thought, thought what he showed was good, especially if he's going to be your you know tight end three behind uh, Kittle and Dwelly. I wish I could get more excited about what I saw from Trey Sermon. It wasn't bad, but it was, you know, good feet, patient runner. There was not a lot of holes there. So I, I would probably point at the offensive line more so than Trey Sermon. But then when you saw Hasty get in the game, uh, he was making all kinds of plays and averaging six yards per carry, whereas Sermon was averaging like two yards per carry. I think with Sermon, the the, the one thing that I, I did like was that he brings a different element, almost a Jeff Wilson element to his game where there were some plays where there was the blocking it was just not there but he pushed the pile forward for yeah. about four yards and I like when I see guys get something that's not there you know but hasty yeah man came in bouncing around had nice uh bouncing his step was cutting back thing was you know maybe a play wasn't blocked up very well to the left cut back right it darted up the middle picked up another 10 yards thought he did a good job of making the first guy miss on several occasions so he was somebody who I thought definitely did a really good job we're running out of time here. We're going to go deeper into the defensive backs later on this week, but let's just lump the entire defense in together. And I have to admit, I did pay a lot closer attention to the offense than the defense. By the way, I do want to say about Sermon, he looked natural catching the ball out of the backfield. So I, I did yeah. like that. Um, on defense, anybody stand out to you on the defensive side of the ball? Hufunga jumped out to me a little bit, you know, just to kind of see a guy who I was a little bit down on, tweener. Not not exactly sure what we were going to get from him from a standpoint of uh, is he a linebacker, is he a safety? But I thought he just flashed on on not just defense, where I thought he did a really good job tackling open field tackles, things like that, but special teams as well. Again, another guy who played exactly to the scouting report because it looked like he panicked and had the, the ugly pass interference against Tyreek Hill. It's like, what are you doing? I, I would have panicked against Tyreek Hill. I, I mean, I would too, <laughs> but I'm not an NFL safety either, you know? Right. But then everything downhill, run and tackle, the special teams play looked awesome, right? So I, yeah. I just love him around the line of scrimmage. Again, is he a dime linebacker or can he play in deep coverage? Is anything, I didn't see anything to make me believe he was going to be good in coverage, but I saw a ton to make me believe he's going to be good as a run and hit type of player which is kind of what I already thought about him. But uh, he, he brings the spark. He brings some energy. So I, I did like what I saw from, from Talano Hufanga. A stock up for sure because your fifth-round pick, you're not guaranteed to make the roster. I think uh, he he is, especially with Tart's injury, I think there's a very good chance he's going to make the roster. Started this game with, uh, with a whole bunch of people out. So I liked what I saw from him. I love him going downhill. He goes and gets – he's just a solid tackler, and, and he – I wish he was either – more athletic and better in coverage because now you're talking about a good starting safety or he was bigger and now you're just talking about a good starting linebacker. But I'm still not sure which one, what, what he is yet. Right. And we'll, you know, continue to see how he carves out a role for himself. Mm -hmm. But definitely early on, I think the signs were, were encouraging, especially for a guy, like I said, I, I wasn't as high on him as other people. Yeah, he's going to make the roster and he's going to have a uniform on every Sunday because he's going to be playing special teams. Yeah. Or safe, starting safety, damn. Maybe. Safety, <laughs> you might no, need to stay do healthy. that as well. <laughs> uh, most likely to be Wilson and Ward, but uh, yeah, one injury and all of a sudden Hufanga is now the starter in there. 
Defensive line, Eddie Yarborough got, he didn't get a sack, but he caused a sack late in the game. So he, he's not an athletic dude, though. Like, it takes him a while to get there and run the arc, but he, he did cause some disruption on that one play. I think Alex Barrett might have been the one that got credited for the sack, but Eddie Yarborough is the one that caused it. Uh, Contavia Street, Mo Hurst, Kevin Givens were creating some interior pressure. There was no huge plays or sacks by them, but you, you could see them winning some matchups and getting some pressures. Um, Arden Key did a nice job setting the edge actually in the red zone on a Clyde Edwards Hilaire run. So that's, you know, for an undersized defensive end, pass rusher, flexible type. I like seeing him set the edge. He looked comfortable coming off the edge in the, in the wide nine as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He was talking about how that was more of a fit for him. And I think that kind of stood out a little bit to me as I kind of just peeked in and watched him a little bit. Absolutely. And what about the young corners? Anything jump out good or bad with the Diamador Lenore and, and, um, Amber, Amber Thomas, Thomas, before you before you do a deeper dive on those guys later in the week. Targeted a ton. That was one thing that jumped out immediately. I mean, they they, they got their money's worth with, with, in Especially that game. Especially Thomas later on with um, uh, Doris Fountain went after him multiple yeah. times, and they were throwing his way. I, I feel like they were each targeted at least six times, <laughs> you know. Um, but, but that was cool. They got a lot of work. I think a lot of fans are probably complaining about them not getting their heads around as much. But, you know, on the coming episodes, I'll dive deep into – Exactly why we're probably seeing that from those guys. I think there's two reasons specifically. All right. To finish up this episode, we're going to go deeper on both sides of the ball, especially the wide receivers and the defensive backs. Croc, I'm going to let you go first. Do you have any game balls you want to give out after this first preseason game? Yeah. First first game ball, I'm going to give to Juwan Jennings. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's coming in, and I talked about, you know, hey, what's it going to be? Everybody talks about Jalen Hurd. Uh, Juwan Jennings is a guy who, okay, seventh round pick or sixth round pick, late round pick in 2020 draft, uh, missed all the year, all, missed all the season, was on practice squad, then he had a really bad hamstring injury. It was like torn off his bone or some crazy like that. But he comes in here, positive uh, things coming out of training camp about him, comes in here, has, you know, gets the ball in his hands three different times, has what, almost what, 60 yards dang near. And was productive. He looked like he belonged. Big body that the 49ers looking for. Only thing I hope to see from him is, can you please change your face mask? Because it is disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. Uh, I, I don't, maybe he needs that face mask because he knows he's going to be smashing faces with so many people because he has that physical style of play. Nah, man, no? That's nasty. You're just shut and shut only. Is that it? No. I mean, I can do some revos. Uh, especially with speed flex, he has like the old school Revo. It's like, dude, you, you, don't, got, you don't have to wear the Revo speed. Wear the flex, <laughs> at, at least. I mean, he's a big slot guy. What do you expect? I expect him to look better. He's a borderline tight end. And Come he on. wants to, everywhere else he's like, fine. So he he is aware of going out there and like looking cool, I guess, but, or drippy, whatever they say. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> With his face mask, he just was like, nah, like, I'm just going to have the nastiest face mask I can get. It's terrible. Well, look, I got to give a game ball to Trey Lance, and I don't know, Croc, maybe deserves the drip award for this game. Was he the drippiest 49er out there? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, to a T, I don't want to waste too much time talking about him, but I'll get more specific with it. Just remember to bring that up on the next episode, but... There was a lot to like about how he put his uniform on. 
I mean, there's a chance that Trey Lance gets what 17 regular season game balls and three preseason game balls, but we're gonna we're gonna start the streak now with Trey Lance getting his first <laughs> game ball and his first NFL game action in this preseason game. Uh, he was fun and he definitely provided a spark, I think, for 49ers fans in that game. So we got Trey Lance, we got Juwan Jennings. Any more game balls for you, Croc? Definitely, uh, Hufunga. That was a guy who I was not as high on. I, you know, didn't know where he's going to, is going to be a safety? Is he going to be a linebacker? What he's going to be? Is he athletic enough? But I thought he flashed enough, whether it was on defense, with a key third down stop, or on special teams getting active there. There were a lot of good things to see from him and things for him to be able to build on. You know what I saw from him that you see about good players? And it was that third down stop. It was the, um, it was the dump off pass to the running back. Was that Clyde Edwards Slayer? I don't remember who the running back was, but other players are trying to tackle the guy. And then you just see one person who's a heat-sinking missile and goes and tackles him. And everyone else can't do it, but he can't. And I saw that from him, and, and that's a special ability. If he could cover, the 49ers have something. And I think they might have yeah. something anyway where he's got you know backup safety type who can be a hybrid and play close to the line of scrimmage, do some linebackery things, and play special teams. That's still very valuable. He's a fifth-round pick. That's fine there. But there, there could be more there if he can cover, which I'm still not sold on. Right. That's the big question mark. I'm going to give a game ball to Diamador Lenore. Turnovers, man. Get turnovers. And he collected a turnover. And I, I get the feeling both with Hufanga and Diamador Lenore, I think they're gamers, right? They're the type of guy that they're better in the game than they are in a, in a practice scenario. Yeah, well, the ball was thrown behind or it was dropped. It was dropped by the guy in the flats. Like It wasn't great coverage, but I'm, I'm, I'm huge on take advantage of the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And there was an opportunity there for him to make a play. He made the play. Now, I thought there were a lot more impressive plays from him on throws that were down the field. And he was typically in position to make plays on the ball. Don't think he gave up anything too crazy. Uh, a couple underneath catches, one or two underneath catches. But uh, for how much he was targeted, I thought he did a really good job uh, limiting the big plays from the opposing team. Yeah, he had good coverage on that deep ball, and that was the thing I was most worried about with him, was would he be susceptible to the deep balls? So that was a good right. test for him to pass. There's no rule about how many game balls we give out to, Croc. We can give out zero, we can give out one, we can <laughs> give out three apiece. If you have any more, feel free. I, I have one more I could give out. I'm on the fence, though. We could stop right there, two each. We've got four total. I'm I'm stopping there. There okay. are some guys I I, I you know... Was Jonah Griffith? Jonas Griffith. Think about you know. I, I want to see a little bit more. Yeah, I, I think he's the he, he's the one undrafted linebacker of like the three or four. I think they signed three undrafted linebackers, right? Uh, he's yes. the one that's got a chance to stick. I think. Um, so honorable mention, I think, is fair for him. Let's see him uh, do it again. Nasimba. N- uh, yeah. Ah, but then see, his last name right now. Here's the thing, because Richie James is someone that I think could get kicked off the island, but someone's got to return kicks. And he had a nice kick right. return at the end of the game, but the first attempt he had, he let the punt drop, and it almost bounced over his head. I mean, that's disastrous. You can't be doing that either. It was so short, though. I mean, it was like it was like 20 yards short. It's like I'm in the end zone, and the guy kicks it. Then he he kicks it to that gray area where it's like, do you I gotta, catch it or yeah, do I let, let it, it drop? Like, you can't. The, the one thing you can't do is what he did is where you still let it drop and it hits you and bounces away. Now it's live. <laughs> you know? So either well, you know, covered, he, then tell he everybody to get it. the hell out of the way or you catch it. Those are the only two options. Yeah, that was tough. But after that, you know, I think he was he was fine fielding. And then he also showed some of that returnability with just getting the ball in space and mm-hmm. shooting through some gaps. And I, and I thought there was a streak there where, you know, he 
they were looking to get the ball in his hands. So maybe won't be utilized on offense, but if he can kind of show to be a solid return man, you'd probably be saying bye-bye to both Richie James, who dropped the pass and was whatever on returns, mm-hmm. and Travis Benjamin, who yep. couldn't get open to save his life and also was whatever on returns. Unless maybe they only keep five receivers. You could try to put Webster on the practice squad, and maybe you've got Ayuk that can do punts, and you've got, um, I don't know, Mitchell or uh, maybe Sherfield or somebody else that can contribute with with kick returns or something like that too. So maybe that's a, a way for them to to steal an extra roster spot. They only end up keeping five wide receivers instead of six. But uh, Webster did make some other plays. He had the 34-yard jet sweep. He had another couple catches there at the end of the game. So, yeah, I liked what I saw from him. Honorable mention there. And uh, Jermichael Hasty, he would get a game ball for sure if it wasn't for the fumble. But I liked yeah. how he bounced back from the fumble, scored a touchdown. He was averaging six yards per carry in this game. Um, I like Jermichael Hasty. He's really good. You, you can't fumble, though. So he's got to clean that up. And I think last year, remember he fumbled last year, and then he started running different, like both hands on the ball, and he was like not making moves anymore. It wasn't explosive. <laughs> he's so worried about fumbling the ball. Um, you can't fumble, man. So yeah. he's got to clean that up. But he, yeah. So honorable mention, if he didn't fumble, he would for sure get a game ball. But I like the bounce back from the fumble. We're out of time, Croc. We're way over time, in fact, and we could probably kept going. I've, I've, I've got pages of notes here on this game, and that's usually what happens when I watch the game. I take too many notes, but that's, that's a good thing. And we'll get into some more of these notes because we're going to talk deeper about the wide receivers, talk deeper about the defensive backs, uh, some more things with going, what's going on with the 49ers. We'll talk about the press conferences, all the news, the group practices with, I wanted to say San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers getting ready for that game. We'll have a winky Wednesday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Croc and I will be with you every day all season long right here, Locked on 49ers.